0: The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Guerrilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're at episode 418. I'm Paul
1: Spain. And I'm Ben Bodley, CEO of Technique. Ben, great to have you back on the show. Always yeah. good to hang out and catch up. It's been good, Paul. It's been good, yeah. Nice to uh which just bit
0: of a bit of a chit-chat, but um, everyone's joining us now, so Hopefully, we'll be able to pull in the uh, interesting bits and pieces we've been talking about into the into the uh, main episode for everyone to catch up with. But maybe you can remind listeners where uh, where you fit into
1: this world of technology in New Zealand, Ben. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's been good, Paul. I mean, I think the last time we probably caught up would have been it's uh, over at CS, and you know, we're about to go and do that again uh, in January. And so, you know, with the with uh, you know being in, in the camera technology game, Um, you know, we've got a lot of customers out there and and launching some products this uh, next year, so that's going to be pretty cool Um, and yeah, just watching how, how sort of, yeah, cameras are really you know uh, becoming more involved in this kind of AI and autonomous cars and autonomous vacuum cleaners and all sorts of uh, other weird things that we've been yeah, having a yak about. So I think... Um, no, the camera's it's really just
0: turning up every, everywhere you look, right? And I you are. don't actually recognise where, exactly where they are a lot of the time. You don't you don't see them, which is a little, little bit spooky, Ben. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there we go. Well, well let, let's jump in. Um, lots to talk about. Um, a bunch of stuff to do with China. There's... What's happening between the US and Huawei? uh, A bit about autopilot and uh, Tesla, Microsoft going further down the uh, uh, the open source track. There's very much a different Microsoft than than we could have imagined uh, ten or or fifteen years ago, Um, and uh, some some chorus uh, subbies or subcontractors uh, that have. uh i guess um yeah stepped outside of uh, how they how they should be operating which is it'd be interesting to delve into maybe some of the some of the behind the scenes on on why that could be happening mm-hmm. um new delivery yesterday from uh, freeview a box uh, that uh, that they've uh, they've launched in conjunction with dish tv or maybe the other way around but new uh, new freeview box which is is really a um, an Android TV device, but mm. with all the the tuners and and so on uh, built in six six like um, six tuners in there, which is, is kind of interesting. We'll delve into what what that means and of course an update what's happening in the CES world and and, and technique and, and some of the things you you've been up to over the last little while um, so on that that China front, um, I saw news come through that apparently China have granted um, Qualcomm. Uh, a bit of a, a, a ban in, um, in China on uh, iPhone sales, a whole bunch of models yeah. up to the iPhone uh, 10, so not the very, very latest uh, models. Um, Apple have sort of been pushing back saying, no, no, this, you know, um, this you know this this isn 't right and they 're obviously trying to uh, trying to ob- object to that but um you know this this is a continuation on on what we've what we 've seen for uh you know many years uh, in terms of you know patent battles right mm-hmm. and it, uh, you know I think most of us look back a few years we 'd be uh, probably not expecting this sort of thing because it were, it was you know tended to be um you know, more US manufacturers mm. who would be uh, um you know complaining about what Chinese uh companies uh, are doing and so um actually where, do you know where Qualcomm are based? I'm trying to think where uh, where Qualcomm are
1: actually um Is so it based in um Yeah, I mean the based. Qualcomm guys, I mean they big office down of in San Diego. Mm. And um, you know, I think
0: – Because that, that's their HQ, isn't it? Mm. So um Yes, yeah, so it's kind of interesting that it's they've got that, but that um, they're they, they not uh, not in the same position in the US. I think they have they have mm. tried though, haven't they? I know they've been battling with um, they've been battling with um,
1: big with thing, apple. Big thing for them is that you know, like whilst they were probably um, pretty strong in three G, they had a, you know a number of probably four G patents in there. Like where things are going, they they're sort of watching a lot of their patent revenues come off a cliff and and it will drop out to about to cliff and so this this is sort of like you know, it, it, you know it's all good when you've got the latest technology and everyone's buying your stuff. And I guess they're probably starting to feel the pinch a bit because, um, because you know, this this isn't particularly related to their wireless patents, but some of the way that they use apps on phones and a few other things. But you know, in general, Qualcomm has been really looking for other bets to try and you know keep that revenue up to where it used to be when they were the they were the premium the the premium company. So I guess you know, Apple. I mean, they make their own chips now, right? I mean, they're in their own phones and 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 there's perhaps Perhaps less people buying those Qualcomm chips or paying those fees that that, that they used to. So yes. yeah, and
0: and look, it's 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 really hard to you know continually innovate and oh, yeah. when you know you look at Apple, you know, they've got the strength of a brand that the public you know knows and uh, that a you know a really big chunk of the population mm. are absolutely you know committed to Qualcomm. Well, when you buy a phone, you, you know. No. you 're looking at the logo on the outside yeah. it. and its capabilities and so on you know you just you wind that up generally, but you know you wouldn 't you know, uh, other than a you know a percentage of tech enthusiasts and and that you know, some of our audience listening to the new New zealand tech podcast where you 're you know quite interested what 's the chip and and so on but in terms of the the general the general public um
1: it's it's a very, very little interest, right? And uh, I think that's been tough for them, right? Because, you know, whilst they might have had in the past a, a number of different people that they could supply their chips to, um, you know, if you're really looking at the big successful mobile brands, there's, there's not that many of them. And so, um, you know, they, they hold particular sway over, 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 over guys like Qualcomm and, Mm. you know, Qualcomm has been trying to get into drones. It's been trying to get, um, into cameras and IOT and a whole bunch of things really. And, um you know, at the end of the day, they haven't really managed to find that next bit. And so that's, you know, you've got a lot of other chip manufacturers now that are very much got equivalent technology and, mm-hmm. and at a cheaper price, you know. So it's interesting. I mean, what, what you know, a lot of this technology from Qualcomm came originally from the government, from DARPA-funded, you know, mm-hmm. satellite mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. So it's, we'll see, see what they come up with next. But, I'm, I mean, they've still got extremely smart people there, so you know it's 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 a matter of what have they got in, the, in, in cooking um but it's not it's, a given that
0: they're going to get all these things right and um you yeah, know a few months ago i, I went to um, could be another motorola you know yeah yeah disappeared yep um yeah, um, yeah they could um you know disappear and i mean the motorola brand now is better you know, sits, sits under lenovo so you know it's it's owned by um to a To a big degree, I think there's still a bit of other, but certainly on the mobile, um, yeah, mobile phone Mm. fronts, you know, sits under under them. Um, I mean, we're seeing more and more of that, aren't we? Uh, US brands that are that are just being absorbed by Chinese companies. Um, uh, Yeah, the one I went and visited, or or, uh, not not directly, I went and visited some some. uh, people from the company was Kodak a few months ago. Mm. And so I went to Rochester, New York there and, um, you know, very interested in just sort of understanding, uh, you know, the journey of companies that, that you know, do really well from an innovation perspective and succeed, uh, but also those that have, you know, made the missteps and try and get a bit of a handle on that. And, yeah, really, really interesting because uh, Kodak is now this – uh, you know, brand which is yeah you know, continues to sort of deteriorate. I guess mm. as a brand, but still very well known. Mm. But you can just imagine a Chinese company at any point could just go, oh yeah, we'll we'll take that and we'll snap it up, or, or somebody else could because they don't have a particularly big market cap anymore. Uh, you know, their prices all over the mm. their share prices all over the place. Um, uh, last C S was interesting because uh they you know they made these announcements to do with um, to do with blockchain and their their share price doubled yeah, and was, I I spoke to their CEO uh hilarious. yeah on the you know on the day this all happened and uh yeah you know suddenly their stocks you know doubled and apparently uh, you know some some of some of their top execs were uh, uh, conveniently that was the that was the date that they were selling off uh, uh, <laughs> a stock on and and you know the whole thing was uh, um, yeah just just um, fake really you know w- when we delved into it you know it turned out that the uh, um, blockchain things that they were involved in they weren't really you know directly involved in it, it was somebody that was licensing their brand. Um, and so I'm not sure that they would have ended up with much, if any, sort of you know, flow on had mm. they been successful. So why their share price doubled? Um, well, yeah, I guess there's a bunch of things that 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 had uh, a big impact just mm. by putting uh, you know crypto or blockchain and so on into their uh, into into, into their, their names and so on. Um, but yeah, there's, there's all, all sorts of uh, interesting things go, going on. But yeah, we're 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 next for uh, Qualcomm and in uh, their fight. I think they're uh, they they're still trying to battle uh, Apple. Uh in the US, and there's some sort of antitrust things going yeah. on. Anti-competitive. I'm sure at uh, the end issues. of the day,
1: they'll probably just end up agreeing to sort of license each other's patents and perhaps pay a little bit more or less or, or whatnot, you know. And 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 and, and the laws will kind of walk
0: of, away with with a few hundred million in earnings. <laughs> <and> <laughs> no, I think you're too right there. Um, sure. Now, but yeah, look, looking uh, yeah further into into China. Um, yeah, I read the headline: GoPro expected to be making most mm. of its camera. Cameras outside of China. Now you're obviously, uh, you know, with 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 your your role. um, Well, maybe just share with the audience where you fit in in terms of you know what does technique do in terms Mm -hmm. of um, yeah camera design and and uh, manufacturing and so on. What does that sort of look like?
1: Well, you know, it's it's interesting, Paul, like because you know seeing that um, discussion there with GoPro and, and. you know, because we're involved very heavily, you know, our, our company sort of sits between these time zones. It's between the US and the and the Asia time zone. So we we often talk to our customers over in the US in the morning and 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 talk to um, manufacturing partners in the afternoon. Um, and so it means that we are traveling a lot. We 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 have a real deep knowledge of of, of manufacturing right back from when you know a lot of us were involved in um, in Nevmen and, and and other companies uh, here. Um, and you know, just over the last uh, few months, you know, we've been over there a few times, and and just seeing the the volume that's getting stamped out in order to, um, because of course that twenty five percent tariff at the start of January was about to go and get kicked off, and so you know that's meant that. So was that going to be based on product that shipped and arrived in the
0: US from that date? So manufacturers are going out, getting a whole lot of stock and getting it into the US and into yes. warehouses as quickly as possible to beat that you know potential. Yep. You um, know, tax hike.
1: Yeah, and it was just you know, so we're seeing manufacturers basically just running uh, triple shifts. You know, so they're running a lot of their lines, um, twenty four hours a day, or at least double shifting and and just stamping that volume out, right? Which is which is crazy. You know, you just you know, so you've got big companies, but for them, you know, the consumer price point. You know, if, if your product that. Uh, that you was currently selling in the market was ninety nine bucks, and then it suddenly uh, you know needed to be one hundred and twenty bucks, or you know, then then that can make a difference between a, a purchaser saying yes, I'm going to buy that product, or no, I'm not. Um, and so I think you know, for a lot of these companies, the the margins aren't so high. You know, they can't actually just absorb um, a twenty five percent hit. So you know, that's what was going on, but. I think it's just a—it's an interesting rebalance to watch these uh, manufacturers and, 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 you know, a lot of them are saying, well, you know, I'm going to need um, to bring up uh, manufacturing in Vietnam and Indonesia um, to a lesser extent. I mean, Malaysia has been manufacturing a lot. It's a little bit more expensive there. Um, you know, Vietnam has had its issues in terms of, um, you know, import, export, um, you know, as long as you pay the right person. It's sort of like China was um, 20 years ago in some regards. But, you know, there are, and Philippines as well. So Philippines is also coming in there in terms of manufacturing. So you're seeing a lot of this, um, it's interesting that they all happen to be uh, quite close in the South China Sea where there's a lot going on too. So, yes. you know, you'll see a little bit yeah. of distribution of, of where that manufacturing uh, income is going to come and, and go into those countries over the next um, few years. And regardless, I mean, we know that the 25% tariff's been put off by 60 or 90 days, I can't, can't recall. But I think, regardless, even with 10%. Um, there's still so much interest to to move and, and develop alternative supply chain manufacturing strategy that you know the big guys just can't can't ignore it. Um, and look, yeah, you know, I
0: think that there's there's probably some some quite good, yeah, uh, you know, quite a good impact from a consumer perspective, from mm. you know just generally from spreading yeah spreading out the manufacturing, so it's not it 's not all centered on on china yes um, and look, we could delve mm. into a whole sort of discussion around what we think about you know there's there's still some um, you know, challenges i th- I think from a human rights and and other perspectives with with China that these days don 't get you know mm. a whole lot of airtime and you know it probably would be hard for even you and I to delve in and to talk about mm. everything we're aware of because I'd like to be able to go back there at, at, at some stage. You're doing a lot of business there, <laughs> That's true, um, very much. But so. you know, there there is plenty of yeah plenty of coverage if you look in the mm. in the right in the right places. Um, but you know, even that aside, I think um, you know, having a broader distribution of where manufacturing uh, mm. happens is is. Uh, has got to be um, yeah, good, I think, in, in many ways, and um, certainly picking up some of those other yeah. economies. So uh, you know, you've I got the pretty big, pretty mm. big populations of places like yeah. the Philippines you mentioned. I mean, indonesia there must mm. be what quarter mm. of a billion uh, mm. people there. Um, and and Vietnam, that mm. you know, they've got a reasonable uh, population. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you 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 look in, in those countries and. Uh, yeah, they're um, you know they're they they they're pretty poor to a mm. to a big degree. Um, so yeah, hopefully that that can help balance things out. Yeah, I think industry
1: well. for those nations is going to help. And, and whilst you know a lot of the supply chain will still remain um, in China, obviously you know things like wafer fabs, you know, um, are pretty expensive. You know, Japan, South Korea, um, China, Taiwan, those guys you know have the majority of those fabs. So you'll still see that occurring there, but that final assembly component of actually pulling together and adding the value will be perhaps done in those other countries. So they'll benefit a lot, and you know, I think we might see a wee bit of a wobble um, from from some of the um, you know the the China manufacturers have obviously been stamping out volume and then finding Q one that perhaps the orders aren't so strong because the warehouses are full. So you know we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting to watch the first six months of next year just in terms of seeing you know who stays upright and who wobbles and and
0: mm. and that mm. may
1: affect. Um, may affect that balance of trade and, and yeah whatever trump's looking for there i i you know it's it's hard to it's hard to know hard to know, isn't hard, it? Hard to know what's going on in those sort of uh
0: back 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 rooms that, mm. that that's for sure um so yeah i mean with 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 gopro saying they're they're going to move most of their uh manufacturing uh away from china There's, you know a lot lots of others who are yeah, likely to do the do the same thing. Uh, you know, possibly even even um, you know sooner than. Mm. I mean, I think GoPro are talking about sort of by summer twenty nineteen. So, yeah, you know, that's still you know, six six months um, out. I can imagine. You know, a lot mm. of others will will be uh, will be a, a, you know ahead of that. I, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on the move to more robotic type manufacturing mm. processes and. You know whether you you would see manufacturing come you know, closer to destinations, particularly the the US, where you've got such a big population and you've got US companies that uh, you know US, US brands, and and we've seen a little bit of this with Google and Apple mm. bringing you know some small amounts of manufacturing in, into the US. I can't remember what uh, what Apple have been manufacturing in the US. Recently, I think they had their, their their Mac Pro, which was a you know really high end bit of kit that they didn't sell a big number of. Uh, I think that was manufactured in the US and and uh, and Google with some of their hardware. Um, but my recollection was that. Their factories were very much sort of robotic factories, and that 's mm. how it was possible to do it because of the you know, the huge difference in labor cost between you know, the u s and, um, and, and and China and other markets Are you thinking that we 'll see more of that move or there 's just not? Not enough benefit uh, to do it, and maybe not so much benefit for the US if it's not uh, not you know, bringing a whole lot of jobs anyway. So they're not going to be getting a whole lot right. of incentives from a government end to to do that.
1: I mean, the, the last point and that's very interesting, right? The fact that you know bringing more robotic automation doesn't necessarily bring jobs. Um, it does bring jobs. I mean. They're not, the, but they're not the same type of jobs, are they? They're not mm-hmm. those manufacturing blue collar jobs. They're effectively training up those guys that used to be machine hands and programming robots. Um, I mean, look, we had a, a, a bit to do with this, right? Which is, which you know, I thought I'd share a couple of things. Um, we had a a, um, a trip uh, across the US. Um, this is organised by Callahan. It was to do with manufacturing four which is. You know a lot of these concepts. You know, sensors and and you know how do I, how do I sort of uh, make my product last for a long time and and, and build in information so that I can, um, uh, into my product so I can learn and, and become a better product. And one of the mm-hmm. things part of, one of that was in Chicago, it's a big manufacturing area of the US and a very large DARPA funded area, which was um, was taking a lot of the corporates uh, in the US. And one of those was um, Dewalt who had set up um, some research into building some, one of their cordless drills uh, using robots. And um, it was interesting just, just looking at that and, and seeing some of the problems that you have um, taking a product that's designed to be manufactured by humans and then trying to give it to a robot. And, you know, it just really um, is humbling to see how amazing humans are at you know, how dexterous we are and, um, and how... Completely, and utterly, freaking hopeless robots are. <laughs> so I think um, there's a lot to do, and I think what what happens is, um, you know, I think when you, you know, the way things are designed at the moment, we have you know mechanical engineers who kind of pull apart an industrial design of a product, and then they. Uh, divide that design into particular parts which which a human can easily produce and, you know, they might screw this thing into that thing and a few other things and going on, the detail of that. But effectively, a robot is... It's quite hard for a robot to, to hold things like humans do. And so one of the things that was quickly identified is that the way that we design parts needs to be designed so that the part fits together automatically. So, you know, you might push the part into another part, you know, and it will sort of... Um, automatically fit itself in but perhaps by rotating keys or using um what's called draft angles on on parts mm. and so when the parts are pushed together with the robot arm they automatically seat themselves so this type of thinking is not common in mechanical engineering at the moment um it it is in terms of building uh, gears and cogs and you know uh, gearboxes and things like that but if you think about it from a making plastic parts and products it's not mm. so it's not just about making the robot kind of emulate the human it's actually designing the product so that a robot can build it and once that's a, once that's i think more well understood then we will start to see more robotic automation and i think i think that's good for everybody i think that you know everybody <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's fairly mundane. I don't know if you've ever had to manufacture. I've been on uh, working on the line a few times when 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 push comes to shove, and we had to get an order out. Um, where I, know, I, did, I did a job on a, on a conveyor
0: belt <laughs> in um, in, the, in the Netherlands it was quite quite some years ago, and I was looking for some work while I was traveling, and uh, I had to sort I had to sort two two things. There were these, and nobody can see my hands, but there was something. It was probably I don't know about a. You know, thirty centimeters by thirty centimeters, and the other thing was about sixty centimeters by thirty centimeters, and these were um, uh, from I think KLM Airlines, and they were sort of like in-flight napkins or something or other. And so I only did this for an afternoon, and then and then I ended up with a with a technology uh, contract in uh, in in London. So I was glad I only had to do it for an afternoon. Um, but yeah, there there are some mon- there are some mundane jobs. So it was qu- but it was quite you know you didn't have to you didn't have to think too much. Right, so, so we're going to kill off of those it? jobs. <laughs> that's, that's really sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think the the, the fact that you, you, your first point around bringing the manufacturing of goods closer to to the source is a good one. I think mm. you know I think everybody feels the need to to have more local made stuff, you know, it's been travelling less and, you know, instead of making a 1,000 or something that's sit on the shelf somewhere, let's just, you know, as you send your order online, well, you know, it gets built. Um, I think that's a good thing. So, yeah, like you say, I mean, there's the job issue and and a bunch of other things, but maybe maybe we've got better things to to work on. I hope so. Better work stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's... (laughs) That's good. Uh okay. Now so yeah, on to on to other uh, other topics Just trying to think. Was it, Oh, so also and this this is very much the sort of uh, in in line with this uh, China uh, theme is uh, Huawei's uh, chief technology officer uh, daughter of the founder. This is uh, this is pretty pretty uh, yeah. Me- messy stuff, isn't it? Sort of hitting all the headlines over the over the last uh, la- last few days, and it's kind of hard to get your head around exactly you know exactly what's going on. What are the what are the uh, you know the, the forces sort of behind this? Mm. Um, yeah, what are what are what are all the facts? And is this sort of just the beginning of a of a you know a huge fight between uh, you know? US and and and, and, and Chinese um, you know companies in, in a in a way I mean obviously you you know you've got uh, you know US government going um, uh, you know go, going after um, Huawei's uh, CTO here um, I'm not sure if the extradition has actually been um, been granted yet I think we're sort of still mm. still waiting on that are not we. Um, and if it's anything like Kim, the com situation, which I imagine it won't be, um, but that shows you how, I mean, mm. that's been going on for, what, over five years, must be heading mm. towards six years now. Um, yeah, so, goodness, think- things can really get caught up in, um, uh, in uh, yeah, le- legally. Um, I, I wouldn't so, imagine this thing could go on for too long, but... Um, you know, boy, I, I would have never imagined that we'd be umpteen years down the track on um, on on Kim dot com's extradition
1: either. And I think it's just that you know, like you mentioned this stuff, and there's all these security. You know, you've seen the the recent. You know, we're going to go and invest a bunch of money and and fix a whole bunch of security holes.
0: And, yeah, they committed you know, t- two billion um, yeah. dollars. Uh, this yeah. is Huawei to. Um, uh, work in, in the UK on uh, addressing uh, security uh, issues, apparently, uh, you know, through the partnership mm. that they've had with the, um, uh, the GCHQ there, which is, um, uh, that's an eye-watering amount of money to, mm. to start with, but it's got to give you some indication around the, uh, the cyber security mm. fears if, if they can be talking $2 billion. Is, is it a
1: sign of admission? Right, you know, <laughs> we have security holes. Or is it is it really the UK government saying, well, we'd like you to go and do a whole bunch of work for us to make sure that our security is better than everybody else's, you know? I think it, it's hard because at these government levels, and yes, we have the Five Eyes Agreement, and, you know, in general, they're all sort of talking to each other and, and sort of all agree on a protocol um, it still doesn't stop the UK saying, well, you know, I'd prefer my security just be a little bit better than the US and, and, and vice versa. So I think there's always a little bit of that and, and the technology providers are stuck in the middle because they have to sort of be kind of a little bit agnostic. I mean, Huawei has to support, the US government has to support um, it has to support Asia and China, it has to support the UK and and lots of other nations, right? So it's sort of stuck there saying, well, you can't really ask me to do this and that and the other thing. And I think BlackBerry went through a similar issue, didn't it, um, a few years ago where – I don't even know if they're around anymore, to be honest. I, yeah, do, I do remember my yeah, BlackBerry they're, fondly. They're doing
0: okay, but not selling BlackBerry phones, <laughs> right. although someone is licensing their brand – uh, for for that too now, sort of... Selling fruit. And, uh, yeah, they're they're sort be. of involved with uh, autonomous, um, well, with, you know, yeah, in-car in technology and, you know, um, still in the security space and so on, so, uh, yeah.
1: But, you know, how does, how does it sort of work when, you know, the technology provider, the government, says to BlackBerry, look, well, you know, thanks very much, you know, you've got great phones and, and, and that, we've got a whole lot of people on it, but... We would like our sort of backdoor enabled, so that you know you can just send all those copies of those emails to us. Thanks very much. Otherwise, we're just going to shut you down. Um, it's it, what do you say? I mean, you, you're, you're the, the company. You're about to lose, you know, how many billions of dollars, and you know they weren't really in a very good position to start with. Um, so even that they even made it open to everybody in the world, but you know at the end of the day, no one really gave a, a rat So it was. You know, you can see the same thing happening with Huawei, and, and and that even if they did open it, I still think there'd be still people uh, complaining. So it's very hard for them. And um, oh yeah, I mean, in, in some people there, and you
0: know. know, in some ways, I see some similarities with uh, Kaspersky and uh, Eugene. Kaspersky mm. was out here, yeah, uh, you know, last year, and we we had him. Uh, uh, you know a small chat with them on the on the show I probably had a more interesting chat with them i i you know, unfortunately there was you know off the record and and not able to be <laughs> recorded um but you know since that time of course you know they you know they got into all sorts yeah. of uh uh you know strife with what happened with their their software in the u s and it was you know Feeding, uh, feeding, uh, you know, data back to uh, to you know where where it shouldn't have gone and so on. And you know they're like, well, you know this 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 wasn't us. It was you, mm-hmm. know, just, you know, but you know, are you gonna are you gonna trust a you know a company like that that's uh, that, that's been uh, compromised anyway? And then you know behind the scenes you wonder, well, look, what would you do if you were Eugene Kaspersky uh, and you know let's say the KGB mm-hmm. did come and talk to him? um and said, look you know you've you've got this choice they wouldn't you know they wouldn't uh, maybe give you any choice you either do what we want or uh, or yeah. you, you know you will be in a spot of bother that you can't get yourself out of and you know i think we can imagine this could happen in mm. in any country i you know i think being being in a country that's a, a member of the five eyes uh, you know a lot of us would lean in the direction that well yeah, the the countries that that we're more closely aligned with are are the good guys, and the other countries mm. are the bad guys. Um, and but it's not always quite that that black and white. No. And um, you know we we know that the US doesn't always uh, uh, doesn't always go by the book. Uh, so if they don't, um, yeah, what, what what's going on with these other countries? Who can you trust? Who can't you trust? I mean, it's pretty pretty hard to trust anybody, isn't it? Mm. Um, and so it's it's just it's we just, just need a, a quite while. It's an absolute
1: <laughs> mess. <laughs> I think we just need blockchain. I think blockchain will save it all. Will it, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I think some of the you know, particular issues like the, the you saw the um, the uh, the uh, was it the the Saudi reporter. Um, obviously, resulting in bits. I mean, we're probably getting mm. a little bit off topic from tech there, but I mean, he could have been replaced with with a, with, a double, <laughs> with, with a body double, with a body double, and probably no one would have known. And and I think you know, there's some there's some there's some old school intelligence techniques that that perhaps come you know could have could have been used there to avoid the the um, the fallout uh, that didn't occur. So, but there's going to keep. It's just hard, I think, for these bigger bigger um, technology companies. They span borders. You know, Google's mm. facing problems, Facebook's facing problems, people are pushing Mark to resign, you know. All these things are not they're not they're not going away, they're they're getting more they're getting more uh important. Um and um people are freaking out about information. I mean it's it's a, if people are that interested in, in what I'm doing on the on the phone, well, you know, like I, I really don't care. But when you add, add it all together it does give you um insights which potentially can manipulate um Manipulate markets And do bad things So You know But having government's Always been in that position Um And we're still here today So We know, are We are I Yeah,
0: Yeah It shouldn't all be uh, Shouldn't all be doom and gloom We should right. We should look to all the cool The cool stuff And the good stuff And um Yeah we We do our best To We've got plenty to, of gadgets to, coming to, out to, of CES. So I'm sure that we'll all forget about it. That'll put smiles on everybody's faces. Yes, uh, Black Friday, a, Christmas, bit, a, bit yep. of good consumerism, and uh, we're away. <laughs> um, now Tesla have been in the in the well, they're always in the media. Or if it's not Tesla, it's, it's Elon in some form. Um, but uh, I think this this is another story that's come off mm. the back of uh, of Elon Musk's uh, tweeting. So. Uh, what, what was his, his, uh, his, his comment? A couple of things. He said, uh, if you have a Tesla build in the past two years, uh, definitely try, um, navigate on autopilot. And he's saying, look, it's going to blow your mind. Automatically pass slow cars, take highway interchanges and on ramps and so on. Fantastic. Um, so he's just, you know, highlighting sort of what, what, you know, is there and is available, uh, but then he then he went on a second sort of tweet in that series uh, to say, "Hey, we we're already testing traffic lights, stop signs, and roundabouts in their development software." Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are slowly getting um, to the the stage that was there was talked about uh, of a fully you know autonomous Tesla. Although interestingly, they've removed the purchase option that was shown that was listed as full self driving option, which I think was you know, mm. X dollars on top of the um you know, the, the, the the basic capabilities. Uh, and and in fact you know they moved to a point where basically they're putting all the hardware in yes. every every you know every mm. new car. Well supposedly it's the hardware that will ultimately get you to that point. Now uh, I'm not sure the ins and outs on why they've they've you know removed that option. Whether they've realised actually we're never going to deliver this in a in a reasonable time frame, and actually we're going to you know we're going to be hauled through the courts and basically we're going to bankrupt the business because we've sold people something that we'll never actually get. Um, Good, I'm yeah, using a sort of you know yeah. an, an extreme. So mm. hey, you know they well, might they
1: have seen class action suits for that. So I think you know maybe he may be thinking, look, I'll just caution. I'll caution, caution ourselves.
0: But start softening things up a, mm. a, a little bit. Um,
1: well, it's interesting, like, you know, it was around, I think, I think, you know, if memory corrects me, it's around a couple of years when they started that shift away from Mobile Eye, right, which was the technology that originally used. And, that's right. And then they'd started to develop their own stuff. Um, and, um, you know, if you look at Tesla and the amount of uh, video data that they have from their cars, it's not like, you know, you get home and it hooks up and, you know, goes and and, and um, downloads some podcasts. It's actually getting up there, and it's you know probably sitting there streaming a whole bunch of video. I mean, you think about how many kilometres these cars have driven, um, and just like um, Google's obviously mining the web and looking for more places to go and kind of build content and sell you ads. These guys are you're driving. It's recording the video. They're taking that back and then obviously they're developing the algorithms to navigate. So these this this kind of data gathering exercise, you know, you see these Google guys and they're running around in things, design, you know, gathering information from the streets to power Google Maps. Well, you know, you own a Tesla, you're helping them develop an autonomous car whether you like it or not. So it's a good thing. I mean, I, I think it's a good you know, it's a it's a good use of data, but just that leadership advantage that they are gathering are gaining on everybody else because of because of those you know eight or sixteen cameras or however many they've got mm. plugged into your vehicle. Um, so, you know, as Tesla always going to be selling cars, maybe they are the mobile eye of the future, and maybe all they do is sell an autonomous engine to all the other car makers. You never know. They
0: do you make do, okay you cars. Do, you do, you do never know. I mean, I, I, I kind of think that they're, they're, you know, so much of their value is tied up in their, in their brand. They're a bit yes. like Apple, right? But yep. um, I will see how that plays out. Um, now, the other thing. Um, is that waymo um, had promised, and this this is what you know what was the google self driving car obviously you know mm. it 's a division of 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 um, alphabet. alphabet now, uh, but their vehicles are hitting uh, are hitting the street um so in a in a formal way, so they're now doing their self driving um car launch this phoenix, week so they're they 're moving that that ahead yeah um phoenix arizona mm. uh in the sort of you know the metro area so don 't you know expect one of these things to take you off into mm. the um you know near the regions but um yeah, they're uh they're they're away so um this is going to be an interesting mm-hmm. one to to watch to see you know how it goes now that it's uh is broadly um you know accessible to uh to the general public. And I saw saw a headline, you know, talking about well, yeah, they're autonomous, but there's still, you know, there's still a whole bunch of people involved. So, you know, we're not uh we're not completely cutting the the people out of the um uh process yet. So that's um it's kind of good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know i 'm not not sure um you know quite how quickly they will they will progress and and what the whole thing looks like but um you know the the vehicles while they've they 've got a lot of autonomous capabilities um you know there, there's i mean we i mentioned this i don 't know a week or two back you know you can 't even drive your car into a gas station now and have a have a, a robot you know Fill it, fill it up with gas. Um, so there's so so much very simple stuff that we kind of haven't figured out yet. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I,
1: mean. I I do, I do think that you know we are solving these big problems um, first, and that that perhaps we could solve some of the the painful stuff. You know, like um, yeah, like ironing and washing and. You know, putting the the gas in the car and the rain. You know, I agree. not
0: that it's a big deal, right? Not no, that it really matters, but problem, you would just think, like, ah, oh, yeah, well, why doesn't yeah, you know that that that, that just happen? Um, anyway, um, so yeah, all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, apparently, there was a Tesla. Um, I don't know if driver is the right word. Um, yeah, pu- pulled over um, recently as well um, because he was uh, he was snoozing. Um, as as it was uh, uh, driving down the uh, the motorway, so um, there you go. If you if you are uh, if you are driving a, a car with some of these autopilot yeah. type capabilities, we're not quite there yet where you're allowed to uh, do that. Um, I'm kind of curious to see just what what the current iteration of Tesla's mm. software is like. So I'll be um, I'll be trying one out for a couple of days this week, and um, we'll talk about you know next week what that experience was uh, was like.
1: Be interesting uh-huh. to see what it's like here in New Zealand, you know. Without that, we haven't. It probably, perhaps, doesn't have the mileage on our roads as, as, as it does in the states. Um, you know, when you when you um, are with people in the states, you know, over there quite a bit, and guys that own Teslas. Um, they're driving on automatic all the time. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, you still got the hands in the wheel, but they just—it's just doing it all right because because it's just—it's one of those things. It's a—you get into the habit, you know. You start using it, and it's—it's it, it's doing the thinking for you, right? Mm, mm, mm. Um, so it's—I think—I think it's—it's think it's just like any other driver assist technology. You know, you just—you just learn to use it. I mean, when airbags came in, you know, everyone started following closer. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, we're just going to get used to it, and we'll we'll adjust our behaviour to match. You know. Yeah. Um.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of curious when, when. When. <laughs> when. we. <laughs> when we will have that. Uh, that. You know. It's. It's. It's still that sort of ever present. Yep. Autonomous. But. I guess you know seeing Waymo started and yep. they're at that next next step now opening it up to the the general uh, general public. Uh, is interesting, but you know, in some ways, it's it's it, it's um, it's a bit of a letdown, really, where Tesla are at in their mm-hmm. journey. Oh yeah, we're just you know testing, sort of reading traffic lights and being able to you know and, and automatically sort of deal with with the traffic lights and go around roundabouts and so on. Because from you know past tweets and and maybe this is why they're now starting to be a bit more cautious um you know you you would have thought if you had bought a a Tesla mm. um better a, a number of years ago that hey by now you would have you know you would have had a year of not having mm. to drive yourself anywhere. Uh, yet actually, they're you know they're, they're still dealing with some reasonably basic stuff. Let alone how to how to deal with you know being in snow or a hailstorm or you know just just yeah. hefty hefty rain. I and think they're so still handmade. I
1: mean, I, I think there's a big thing you know when they go through that Model Three manufacture, they're really trying to roboticise or kind of automate that factory, and they just realised you know just like we saw in and some of these other things, it's really hard to to do that, you know, like the big car makers have been doing it for how long, you know, a number of years uh, and and that's their IP, you mm-hmm. know, it's not like mm-hmm. I can go out to the, you know, Google you know, uh, automatic car robot factory and, and, you know, I can just order one online, this is a hard problem and they realised how hard it is, so you know, I was driving past a um, what are they the, the 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 one with the funny doors that flies up. Yeah, and I saw them all closed, and 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 actually the door handles were were um, were really really misaligned. You know, wow. And so the build quality, um, quite you know, variable, quite variable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they got to they got to go and suss that out if they want really want to be seen as a yeah. serious car maker. Yeah. Um, it's not just software, but. You know, some of the problems that the, the ways that they've approached problems are interesting. You know, it, you're sitting there and you, you get in your car and your Model 3, I mean, it's got no knobs, right, except the screen. Mm, mm, mm. Um, if, if I wanted to add another knob on the car to control the, I don't know, the, 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 you know, in their case, you know the glove box has got a button to control it. If I want to move that button and move it from that side to this side, well, it's just a software update. Mm. Um, you know, I don't have to retool anything. So I think they've yeah, done that, things. That, that, that side of it is is it's, it's interesting to see what they're going to come cool. out with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, now Microsoft have done something that, that look. This has been, uh, you know, it's gone through my head a, a few times in the past as. Why uh, are Microsoft making, uh, you know, not just their own their own browser? Because that sort of make you know makes sense, especially for Windows, where they have mm. the operating operating system. But um, and and of course they've they've been making their Edge browser available on Android and on iOS for some time. But of course, it just uses the un- underlying you know technology yeah. that that comes uh, built in. So. Um, you know, there's, there's um, you know Chrome on Android using that engine, and then uh, you know it's using Safari on um, on iOS. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they didn't really have an option uh, there, so you know it, it certainly got me to thinking some time back. What, you know why why are they still sort of making their their own browser rather than using the open source technology? What what's in it for them? And um, they've been moving in the, in the, the direction of doing uh, doing something a little bit uh, different. I think it was uh, on Mac that they announced mm. that they're going to uh, have the Edge browser, um, and that would be ba- based on um, yeah effectively on on uh, Chromium, which is which is Watson in and in Google Chrome um, or, or a part of it. And uh, now they've basically come out and said, look, we we're going to do the same on Windows as well. Mm. Um, so this is uh, just a con- continuation of these changes. Microsoft, mm. you know, moving more and more into the the open source type world, um, and a good thing, and right? and basically, you know. They're they're able to take advantage of it just like everybody else. So uh, you know they'll they'll have a browser that um, you know is compatible, works works, you know (laughs) works well, and it's you know it's 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 not been um, you know too bad actually in recent years. Edge, you know, I'd, I'd flip between different browsers um but you get different results right mileage mm. may may vary you get different results in and different browsers and uh you know my, most people have been using using chrome in recent years so uh this simplifies it for them uh to a degree you could say well there 's going to be a, a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of people they 're not going to have to uh, pay anymore or they can move mm-hmm. them on to other projects whatever uh, whatever that looks like, but it uh, frees them up to to maybe work on uh, more challenging issues than trying to differentiate with another browser now how that works from a, a security standpoint pro, pros and cons of of having uh, you know so so many people um, uh, you know on on um, you know, a, a, a chromium sort of based based platform. I'm sure there's some pros and cons mm. there, but they've obviously looked at it and decided, well, this is uh, this this is what we should what we should do. And um, and away they go. But so different to uh, to the old Microsoft. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as they don't ruin Hated it. open source when you look at some of uh, Steve Barmer's comments back in the day.
1: Well, as long as I don't put ActiveX on it and ruin it, then I think I'll be fine. But, you know, it is, you're right in the in the, in the essence that they're just saying, look, you know, where are we going to place our bets? And um, and they're saying, look, it's not worth placing a bet on, 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 on reinventing a wheel and mm. um, let's mm. leverage that and let's kind of join forces. And that way, you know, overall the consumers benefit because they benefit from a more standardised structure for, for, for something which, which you'd effectively call infrastructure these days. Mm, you know, the web's mm, an infrastructure, mm, and, um, and, and and the web browser is really just a player for that. So hopefully that actually, you know, it's, it, it reduces pain points for people who, you know, like they're calling a support call, you know, and calling up a company saying, oh, you know, I can't do something um, for your product or browser, or I can't use it, you um, you know, because it didn't work on that particular version of browser or that particular version of operating system, and I think, you know, we just need to we just need to get over that part because um, that's a barrier for technology and a barrier for the use of or the deployment mm-hmm. of technology mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. more people. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: mm-hmm. um, now w- there were just reports in the last few days around um, charges being uh, uh, laid against um, two chorus subcontractors uh Sunwind mm-hmm. technologies Babylon communications yeah the names aren't likely to mean um, you know much to uh, uh, to to anyone um, but yeah it, you know I guess it it, it it highlights some some challenges in the in the way that not just the way that Chorus works, but sort of this contractor type model that we're seeing, you know, Uber and so many yeah. other sort of businesses where the traditional, look, we're going we're to pay you a good fair uh, salary and you're going to get all the normal benefits and, you know, four weeks holiday a year. X, Y, Z, Hannah. However, that mix uh, turns out, and then and then there's this the sort of mm-hmm. you know model of well, you know, we're going to pay you based on you know based mm-hmm. on output, and you know here here's how we calculate it out, and yeah, you're going to cover your own cost, buy your van and uh, other bits and pieces, and um, you know sometimes this doesn't doesn't seem to sort of balance out to um, balance out to a um,
1: Ideal outcome. And it's like paying developers based on story points, right? You know, like they finish the finish their number of stories per week, and and, and you know, you get ten dollars a story point. I mean, it's it's just you know this this whole you know like the gig economy, um, you know these all of these things that are that are that are coming out. You know, are they good for for um, you know Are they good for people? Really, some people will say, Oh, look, the good economy is great. You know, I can go away, I can do my student life, and then I can jump and do a couple of Ubers. And, you know, maybe in that particular case, it's good. Um, but, you know...
0: Well, that can change at a moment's notice, right? You know, Uber turns a knob one way so. and, and suddenly, you know, the drivers are earning 20% than the, than they were two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, but they've got commitments on a vehicle and, and everything else or they can turn it the the other way because their, their drivers are leaving and uh, the, the drivers are getting more. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, and, and, and it's not necessarily constrained by... You know if any any regulations around you know the no,
1: minimum, minimum wages
0: and things like that
1: it doesn't doesn't bode well I mean I was thinking just reminded me of this the economy reminded me of a of a thing that we had years ago I remember a company'd come over and try and sell us a thing called barter card and you had these kind of barter points and you know if you had excess capacity you'd you'd kind of build these barter points and you know I'd I'm a, you know, I make, um, I don't know, I make furniture and I'm an accountant and, you know, like instead of us paying each other, you know, you do my books and, and I'll make you a table or a chair. Mm. And and it wasn't, it, it's not like it was there to replace dollars and it was really there to have excess capacity. So I was doing nothing anyway. So I may as well do that and get a free chair out of it. Yeah, I may as well do that guy's box. It's sort of like you tra- the gig you tra- economy. You trade your time for one of, one of one of those things. Yeah, and the gig economy Not is a little free, bit though. like that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the people who seem to benefit out of it are people that didn't want a full time job in the first place. They had some excess capacity, sure. and then they did it. But then, what actually happens is it kind of ruins the mainstream economy because because those people, those jobs, so those security isn't there. You know, so mm-hmm. these guys as mm-hmm. contractors are running around. Installing the infrastructure that all of us use you know that that we all need, and um, probably not really getting much of a fair deal and chorus is saying, well, you know it 's not really our fault um, you know we, we don 't really hire these people um, they 're kind of invisible behind this uh, this contract here that that sort of states we 're not responsible for anything it 's probably not really a good good look um, but yeah you, you notice the share price didn 't wind up instead, so yeah and Teflon. look it's 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 not
0: it's not something you're likely to hear uh you know too much from from the inside of these these companies uh on but uh, yeah I, I mean I I hope we 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 get the balance right on mm. on on these things and look there's always going to be um, yeah loopholes in, in, in the way that rules work to uh, to do things maybe don't work out so well um, look, I, my my hope is that in most of these, in, you know, in the way most of these um, relationships work, that the people um you know come come out okay. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know enough about the uh, the insides of it in terms of how well it uh, it does work. you have certainly got some people that work really really hard uh, and um, are delivering great results for New Zealand mm. in, in terms of yep. getting uh, new infrastructure. Uh, out there for us, and uh, you know i 'm incredibly grateful, but I would prefer to pay a little bit more if we aren 't getting that side right but you know, i don't, i don't know the, the the realities behind the scenes in in those regards a um, couple of other uh things uh well one one thing that arrived uh well, I'm not sure when it was actually because I've been out of uh, out of out of town a little bit, and then I was in a board meeting yesterday. But uh, when I got back into the office today, there was a box from uh, from Freeview, and it's this new uh, Dish TV box. And Dish TV have been uh, selling under their their brand a you know, range of uh, set top boxes for access to Freeview for a number of years and and usually DVRs, digital video recorders uh, with some sort of internal storage and they would tend to be uh, geared up either for the terrestrial connection which is the uh, you know either the rabbit ears or or some sort of you know traditional style aerial for for your TV which which tends to work in in your main centres or uh, the satellite uh, base which you can hook into your satellite dish. Now you know pros and cons either way, but of course, your satellite dish you know, wouldn't matter where in the country you are you've probably got a pretty good chance of being able to get that satellite signal so this new box has done what we 've seen on some TVs and you know I've noticed this for i don't know maybe a couple of years or so. Uh, from Samsung having uh, you know tuners built in built into a bunch of their TVs that you know you can just hook in either a satellite connection or an aerial uh, and away you go it'll work um, so yeah the, the, but that's I guess not the whole picture they're really taking um, there's the first first sort of major uh, set top box we've seen in New Zealand that has Android tuners bunch of storage and you've got Freeview sort of standing standing behind it. So uh, coming in at a four hundred and thirty nine dollars price point, uh, which sounds quite a lot for a, you know sort of you know an Android thing when you get these Android sticks and you can get uh, you know Chromecast you know gadgets for well under a hundred dollars. Um, but there's actually a, you know a whole lot in there, and yep, you'll be able to run uh, the the. The sort of apps like um, you know Freeview, the mm-hmm. Stuff TV. Uh, I haven't fired it up yet because I, you know, I've only just had a chance to um, you know, get hands on with it uh, physically today, um, but I will over the next few days, and, w- and we'll just see how it uh, how it flies. But you know, just good to see some new new tech mm-hmm. in that space that's uh, specifically for uh, the New Zealand market, uh, geared up um on the tuner's front I know some people going you know, to be quite interested in this you've got um two tuners for the terrestrial or the, the TV, standard TV aerial connection which means you'd be watching one thing and uh, um, you know rec- recording another at, at least depending on you know how that works and then uh four tuners for the satellite so if you had both mm-hmm. hooked in you know, presumably you could have you know half a dozen different things you know Playing or, or recording at one time, um, terabyte with the storage, they say up to five hundred hours of video. You know, I guess uh, that's going to depend on the definition. This thing supports four um, uh, K, um, mm. so you know, nice um, on that that resolution um, front. And uh, yeah, there's a few other uh, yeah bits, bits and pieces in there which uh, which which make it look as though it could be. Uh, um, I think a, a popular sort of device for people looking mm. out for gadgets over Christmas, and you've got that
1: HDR support, mm. which is sort of becoming common. In a lot of TVs as well. It's just good that sort of freeview backs these. You know, I think that this is the this is the kind of crux of it that um, you know you get a lot of fragmentation, and people are buying you know stick this and stick that, and you know without a, a someone backing it and creating sort of that solidifying that user experience, um, or you know that common you know standard or platform that everyone yeah. can build yeah. off you know, yeah. you don't get as an easier an adoption you know people are still perhaps buying the TVs with the Freeview Tuner and not experiencing um, more interactive TV, TV that you know recording DVRs and that type of thing and, and they're quite useful right like that's sort of you don't have to sit down at the TV at six o'clock right and yes you might have heard you know your mates done that and he records the news but perhaps it's sort of been previously inaccessible but like say with, with you know the when these bigger brands are coming in, and when this sort of nationwide support is just sort of making it accessible to a lot of people, so it's good. You know, mm. I think Sky people have had that for quite a while now with the with the with that support. So it's good now that's a that's a nationwide thing. It yeah. is expensive though. I mean, four hundred thirty bucks. You know, I can buy my TV for four hundred bucks. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, there's some
0: there's, there's certainly some, um, some some low cost options out there on mm. uh, on on screens these days that are. Uh, uh, yeah, it's amazing, they, they, amazing. That yeah. are that are, are pretty good, and um, yes. So, well, let, let's jump into um, get a bit of an update on what's happening in in your world with 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 technique. Um, when we were chatting early, you, you talked about a um, New Zealand Trade and Enterprise Better by Design sort of trip that you you did. I'm um, kind of keen yeah. to hear um, what what that was all about.
1: How long ago was that? It's just in the last it's few months. Yes, yeah, a couple of months. Um, you know, a couple of us went. Uh, on that I, I think it was yeah it was particularly interesting i think we're you know part of the the problem running any organization is making sure that you can really bring the customer into your organization and and help you know build empathy with with who they are and their needs and and you know are you delivering on them and you know so that everyone can do that and we they they took us around you know as a, a group of um of 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 companies uh, in New Zealand from from all walks, of, you know there was the uh, Allpress Coffee and Zespri, and you know a lot of other. I mean, we were yeah we were blown away um, just being part of that calibre of of, of um, New Zealand uh, companies going well on the global stage. And, and there's a
0: lot to be learned, isn't there? Sort of rub, rubbing shoulders with yep. with others that are uh, that are succeeding. Enjoying and it. I mean, technique's been growing, right? How many uh, how many people yeah, do you do you yeah. have in the business now?
1: Well, I mean that's just one of the things, Paul. We're actually uh, just um running out of space in the in yeah. the current place yeah, we're at. So we um yeah, we've found a, a new building and, and that'll enable us to expand and it's it's you know, it's interesting, you, you go through these phases as a technology company and you sort of, you know, you, you go along in the flat and then you go through another burst and you go along and you sort of consolidate and, you know, getting over that, um, um, you know, that 50 point now has is, 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 is been a big thing for us and, mm. and now that's... Um, you know, that, that means you got different people in the organisation, you're not just a bunch of uh, engineers sort of soldering things together on a bit of breadboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of people in there now. That it's are, a sizable <laughs> operation. <laughs> this so, um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's good. The, um, you know, building out um, uh, operations team, you know, to help uh, handle procurement, supply chain, making stuff. You know, we launched a, a system on module, um, you know, in Electronica in Munich, Uh, It's uh, in November. Where's Um, where's, where's
0: Electronica take place?
1: Yeah, Electronica, it's interesting, it's a trade show, Uh, it's a European trade show, it's a a lot of um, component distributors and electronics and kind of um, uh, businesses that are involved, B2B, it's a B2B Mm. electronics Mm. um, Mm. trade show and um, yeah, we're there, we launched that there and, you know, I think, you know, what would have identified over the over the last few years is that the use of cameras is 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 um, growing not just you know um, in creating things like a security camera or a camera for a drone but uh, you know the the types of applications for them and so you know example application we had was um a company that makes ovens big industrial ovens using cameras to understand you know okay well you know what what am i cooking in my oven and 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 you know if a chef comes along and takes something out of the oven um, is that has that already been cooked so identifying you know basically using that as a as a kind of a sensor really to to help mm. create a better yeah. user interface um, you know we were um you know company uh, using them to to do 3d scanners um, you know it's only New to me, this whole concept of games and 3D, and you can buy objects in 3D inside games, and all this. And this company makes quite a bit of money selling the scanners that scan objects and that get built into to games, and you get sold, you know. And this they make small scanners right up to 3D scanners the size of cars. I mean, I thought that was really really interesting. Um, You know, you've got uh, you know use of cameras and and robotics, obviously, to to sort of you know. uh, you know, for an agriculture, you know, we have to go and pick fruit. Um, it's hard to, it's a hard problem to, to find people. I mean, hey, we need you on Monday. Don't worry about next week. You know, can you work, you know, 23 hours out of 24 to pick all this stuff? Because yeah. it's ready right now, you know, yeah. it's sort of like, it's not really the ideal, we were talking about this earlier, about about ideal jobs. Um, so, you know, these, these, these cameras are being used to solve these problems. So that, that sort of led us to say, well, let's go and try and push uh, a lot of the, the, Really complicated stuff about a camera and put it on a module um, so you know it was it was uh, well received over over there in europe so we're we're quite busy and that, you know traditionally our market has been uh, north America right so, so you
0: would work with a, a North American company they want a particular yep. uh, yeah, particular product you know use your camera in, involved in some way. And then you're involved in designing, and then working out the manufacturing side, and uh, and helping them get that done. And you know, I guess usually as as quickly as possible, but with with all of the right
1: pieces to make it a really good, solid product. Yeah, and 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 that's that's kind of our expertise, right? And you know, we sell and license and a, a lot of technology around how cameras work and you know analytics and right. Uh, so you are, you own and, quite
0: a chunk of IP now yes. that
1: you're licensing and so on as part of that. Yeah, and we have you know, a lot of models where we where, where companies are we actually run their platform, I guess they'll back end their platform for how video is streamed and managed um, you know, within and delivered to people um, on mobile apps and things like that. So there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kind of you know and I think you know, it's been saying this before about building blocks of technology. These days people want to say, Okay, well look, you know, I may not say I'm a I'm a um, An a ag- robotics maker making things to to, to pick mm. kiwi fruit, mm. I want to buy something in a box and I want to plug it into my robot hand and, and I want it to go and look for kiwi fruit. so you know we had a, interesting demos at the at the, at the trade show. One of them would train a network to um, to understand a whole bunch of varieties of fruit. So we had fruit there. It's kind of funny because, of course, every day we'd have to bring new fruit, right? Because the banana would always go go slightly rotten. Someone'd eat it. You know, it'd be yeah. sitting there on the bloody stand, <laughs> and someone'd go and eat it. Um, so yeah, and it would it would sit there and go and recognise the type of fruit and track it within the video. And the other one would would train for for faces and people. So it was it was obviously you know looking at all the people wandering around the trade trade show and. You know, it's a good example of using face detection for something useful, was you know obviously in Europe they've got this thing called the GDPR, which once you track the face, of course you can blur it out, and you can blur it out inside the camera, so before it even gets on the network wire, you know, it's 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 already uh, anonymised. So, you know, you're thinking, you know, what, why would I want to track go and track a face? Well, there's a there's a there's a use case for it where where it's very very important because you know there's no way to hack that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, doing things like tracking objects and training these networks, we're sort of showing people what um, is possible from cameras at the edge today and not not having to rely on great big server power or or, or software. You can do that right inside the, the camera sensor. So, yeah, interesting stuff. And it's opening up lots of different discussions we're having with people. It's like really, you know, lots of interesting things, you know. Um, like right so say, going back to the autonomous lawn mowers and vacuum mm. cleaners and things running around picking up your clothes, I think that's a it's an interesting use for cameras as we as we go forward and become increasingly uh, increasingly sedentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit
0: of a bit of a bit of a challenge there, isn't it? Um, and so, uh, before we wrap up, sort of, you know, what are you what are you expecting uh, out of CES this year? Because uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we we it's we we're always having you know different trends. You know, last year there were you know so much about the voice assistance, and you know, it was really sort of you know Google versus uh, uh, Amazon there, and, and different people making bets on uh, on, on who was going to win. Uh, lot lots going
1: on on the blockchain front. Um, how do you, how do you see that landing uh, this year? So I think I think you know like it has been building over time, but you know the AI, the ML um, piece is really um, gaining. I mean, there are useful things that are now happening from machine learning and, and deep learning. Um, you know, although a lot gets pulled into this around AI, and I mean, it's generally just, it's really just statistics. Um, it's it's kind of reaching a, a, a stage where there are some useful things that are that are happening. Um, yeah. So you know the, the autonomous self-drive thing—that's that's, that's it's going to be there again. You know we're going to see a fair bit of that. Um, well, CES s- has sort of been the, still waiting been the place for <laughs> demos every single year. For, yeah, uh, you know I
0: don't, I don't know how many years there's always been opportunities to uh, to get in autonomous vehicles at uh, uh, CES, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I think less blockchain, probably um, perhaps a few less drones. Um, and um, you know, I think the dominant players in those areas now have have, have kind of made themselves known. Um, but yeah, it's really it's the, you know, there's there's no this this kind of. Concept of usable AI in, in, in the way, and we'll see a lot of companies coming out with um, that have added um, the word you know AI or, or deep learning into their slogan um, at CES, and I'm sure that'll, that'll you know that'll be the new buzzword for everyone to kind of utilize to, to see if they can go and raise a bit more venture venture, venture funding. You know, um, no, I think I think it's we're just looking forward to, to getting over there Yeah really. mm. for us. A lot of our customers are there, and um, obviously we sort of um, you know meet with uh, a lot of our. You know friends and partners and and that from from all sorts of uh, entities it's a it 's a good meet up place mm. um not looking forward to the to the traffic uh not really looking forward to the food either <laughs> and um but you know it's a good time we've got a big team of us going this time so it'll be it'll be good good so um yeah we're looking to come away with it with um you know, I, I always love wandering uh, the sands. The sands has got this mm, kind of startup mm, area that's in right. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of it? the most interesting place for me. I, I find, you know, people, particularly countries that the, that are sort of subsidising some of their startups, to come over. And, um, you know, if there's any time that I get to to wander the floor, I'll generally go there. Um, and, you know, perhaps a bit of South Hall. Um, you know, I'm probably a little bit just looking around the edges to see. Kind of where where some new things are that might may or may not kind of influence some of the larger players. You know the bigger players you sort of see what they're doing on on uh, TechCrunch and kind of your, your general news outlets, but it's what's going on on behind the scenes where there might be something interesting to try and uncover some trends for for next year. Yeah. Mm. So,
0: oh, it's uh, yeah. It's it's always interesting what comes out of uh, CS, and I'm I'm still a little bit on the fences to uh, as to whether I'll I'll be there uh, in January or not. It's sort of. Time, time of year in New Zealand we kind of like to wind down, go to the beach, go camping, do all that sort of stuff. Possibly so, the worst time, um, Paul. To be honest, yeah. It's yeah so I've got a bit of a break ahead of uh, ahead of CS, and uh, I'll you know I'll finalize and make a make a decision over the, over the next week week or two. I suppose I kind of kind of have to. I've got yeah flights booked, but. Uh, I'm uh, one of these sort of, you know, book the flexi fairs so you can sort of decide at the last minute type uh, type of people. So uh, <laughs> so we we will see. Um excellent. Well great to catch up, Ben and yeah, um, good, Paul. yeah, I look forward to uh chatting in maybe, you know, sometime after yeah. after C S or further further into uh twenty
1: nineteen. Yeah, no, I look forward to it. Thanks for thanks for having me on, Paul. And um yeah, good topics of discussion. All right. Hopefully we didn't get into too much trouble in the <laughs> inter the intercountry politics. But um no, it was good. Yeah, no, good stuff. And uh, where do where do people track you down? Maybe they're
0: they thinking, oh, you know, techniques are the sort of company that they would like to work for or be involved in in some way. Um, you know, or they, they just want to connect. What's the what's the best way to touch base?
1: Yeah, I think um, definitely. Um, you know, we've got a, a really easy way to contact us at, on online on email and hello at technique.com but um, we like people visiting you know we don't, we don't get lots of lots of visitors that come uh, too far so do that, we've got a, a really cool intern program this year so we've got um, a bunch of interns from around the country uh, doing crazy inventions um, you know we're on Twitter um, to, to do that but look by all means reach out, there's plenty of ways uh, give us a call, drop in, uh, we're just on the North Shore Silicon Albany uh, where it's all happening.
0: Excellent. All right. Thanks, Ben, and thanks, everyone, for listening in. We'll uh, catch you again next week. See ya. Awesome. Cheers. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.